UFC 185 is this weekend, but that is not the most important event. Rafa Sparza is tying the heart knot. Yes. Getting married. Yep. Walking down the aisle saying, I do. How are you doing this wedding week, Rafa Sparza? Great, man. Uh, It's a lot of calling people and a lot of texting and making sure that people are showing up and know to show up on time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. That sounds fun. Oh, it's a blast. I love, there's nothing I love more than making sure people are going to be efficient and say what they're going to do. So So today's podcast, we're going to, we're going to double tool. We're going to give people a little bit of what makes us great. Oh no. Yes, yes we will. I don't know that I signed up for this, but okay. You absolutely did. We're going to talk to John Robles, one of the many systems training center people that we have come to enjoy and talk some yeah. ass with. Yeah. Then uh, enjoy is a strong word, but go on. Then John Evans stops by the podcast to play some over under Kevin. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I did not know it was him that was coming on when we played. We played no. just before we uh, record these topsies, bottomsies. Mm-hmm. John was a ton of fun. Uh, really great to beat up on. I felt like I was just taking it to town on the. That's so strange. Thing. I don't think <laughs> you know I've ever I mean? seen you beat up on him before, though. Oh, you definitely haven't. This was the no. first time. Well, I, I don't know that I saw it today either. I'm not really sure. I guess we'll have to let uh, time figure that out. Kevin, can I tell you the one thing that's really bothering me right now? Yeah. Have you heard all these people uh, coming out of the woodwork to say what they think is happening in the Ronda Rousey situation? Yes, I have. Okay. What is your intake of uh, all of that information that people are are putting out there? What's the current uh, media cycle for Ronda Rousey right now? Honestly, it feels like she is doing the best job I've ever seen of anyone circulating the max amount of rumors about her fighting a man and fighting Cyborg. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what she's trying to keep going. And every person ever is writing like they are uh, – they're just writing very strong opinion pieces about it. That's what so what, you what you're saying is the the headline is Ronda Rousey could beat up on blank before it yes. was – uh, Chris Cyborg, and then people were like, ah, whatever. And then people yeah. really decided to go along with this Dana White comment, which I knew, I knew even back then, I said, fuck, this is going to come back to haunt us, isn't it? And then you have people like Ian McCall who take the bait and go, Ronda couldn't beat me. Well, no, I, why, why, why does this matter? Like, why does I anybody. I think he just wants to fight her. I think he wants the payday. <laughs> I think Ian McCall's like, I need to get in a fight with Ronda Rousey. Listen. None of these things are ever going to happen. And if they did, maybe it's a mistake. And you're right. Ronda Rousey was being super classy when she said, you know what? Uh, Me fighting a man. Never going to happen. But then what does she do to bait it? Yeah, I'd totally kick his ass too. (sighs) Okay. Because every person today, we had uh, (laughs) Tatiana Ali, I think, or whatever. I'm sorry. I forget what her name is. I call her Tatiana Ali, who, as we all know, was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, for those of us playing at home. She's quite good. (laughs) Uh, She basically was saying that she could beat up on Ronda Rousey. And I guess, yeah, what does it hurt to say? Because if it's never going to happen, why not? She's a retired fighter, so yeah, I guess you could say that. So with great authority, Kevin, 
I think now I can just say, yeah, why not? I could beat Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, I, you know not? what? You know what? I've Ra- I've also beaten Bruce Lee. So like, yeah, I, so I could take weird that. You said that. I was thinking about that this weekend. I was like, Raph could beat up Ronda Rousey. I totally think he could. <laughs> but like, does anybody else here have that brain where they're just tired of hearing? These hypothetical fights that just won't fight ever. Him. It's like Jessica I physically threatened someone. It's like, well, why didn't she just beat up her last few opponents? Yeah. Why didn't she beat them up? Like, if she's willing to beat some up now, like, <laughs> she should have done it then. Because brain is just exploding as to how many times I'm seeing this pop up. And it just shows what a weird media cycle that we have going on a week into fight week where – You've got a really exciting card that we're going to preview in a little bit. Like, I'm a little sad that we're not going to be able to see it. Now, granted, I may still have a TV on me with a pay-per-view access. We're not going to talk about that at the way. No, I'm not going to do that. We're just not going to see it this time. (laughs) Don't flirt. Don't joke. Let's be straight about this. Well, I'm excited to come out to L.A. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to challenge Ronda Rousey in person. I know she trains up in Burbank. Absolutely. We're supposed to do that. Uh, but I think it's time to get to this podcast and uh, get this thing kicking. Yeah, let's do that. And absolutely, Kevin, she actually is really close to where the hotel is in, in Burbank. Or I'm sorry, in Glendale. So you're really close to her. Raph, I'm really having a blast here at Systems Training Center month on Verbal Tap Podcast. Here now with us this evening, fresh off of a beach workout, which sounds pretty cool. And as aforementioned, I'm still stuck in the blizzard of the East Coast. Not for long. John Robles. John, how are you doing this evening? How was your beach workout? Feeling good, you know, getting that cold lung feeling in the uh, in the body after a sprint workout and Absorbing some sun, so I, I really can't complain. I feel pretty good. Thanks for having me, guys. Is that what tonight was? A sprint workout? Give me some details. Going to try and steal a training tip here. Today, um, I was at the beach in Manhattan Beach. There's a, a, a grassy hill uh, that has different levels on it, and I worked my sprints up the hill, and then I have a few exercises waiting at the top of the hill. You know, some kettlebell swings, some burpees, some balls, so all kinds of different stuff. Depends on what uh, I'm trying to work on that day. And uh, the wall walk down the hill is your rest period, and then you fire it back up once you get to the bottom, and you do about 10 rounds of that. Then I got a little bit of work, bit work with a, a buddy of mine, one of my teammates, Mark Tupa. So, yeah, it was pretty much about 45, 50 minutes of just straight work. And, uh, wow. Yeah, you get to come down with hill. And then when you come down a hill, that's your that's your breathing and uh, rest period. What an exciting moment in a fighter's career, John. Hey, I have that's to, that's the glamour. That's what you do it for. The hill. I do have to ask this because you you are the first person that we've had to schedule out time uh, to go do a beach workout, and I don't suspect you'll be the last. So I guess what I'm asking from you right now is, what is the benefit, I guess, of getting out there and doing things on the beach? Is it part of scenery? Is it just getting out of the gym? Uh, you know, we're never going to be those people. So what does that mean for you? Uh, it's a little bit of everything you just mentioned. You know, I, I grew up surfing my whole life, and um, I draw a lot of energy, not just in the sun, but at the beach, you know, um, the salt in the air, and just, just being in the environment, like you said. Uh, it's a chance to get out of the gym, you know. I, I travel to some different gyms throughout the week, just like a lot of fighters do. 
So what you're saying is you're trying to get away from systems training center when you go to the beach because they're such horrible people. I, I'm just, I'm reading that. Correct, okay? it, it sounds that way. It really does. But um, no, I just had a long night, a uh, long weekend. And uh, I kind of got a late start on the day. So it was an alternative way to kind of go ahead and push myself, but really uh, get, get the most out of my workout. So. Well, you know, we, we thank you for taking one for the team and I guess we can, Start by asking you this, because we, we do have some good news to get to, but we always ask this to everybody who comes from Systems. Who currently, at Systems Training Center this week, is the worst? This is a recurring segment on our show because we understand the people you train with, but who this week is the worst? Now, okay, so what are we talking about the worst? Because there's still a lot of directions with this. I was curious. Uh, it's how you define it. So really, I was going to say Raider's Choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, who is the worst? Shoot. Can I, can I stew on this while we, uh, while we go through this little segment? Uh, you can. Absolutely. You can take your time to do it. It just shows that you don't have the ability to think quick on your feet. And maybe that's something that we're trying to help you with here. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to a little bit. So good news that happened this week. Uh, you know, yesterday you were at the University of MMA, correct? Yes. Uh, right here in LA, great show, amateur show. And you did have some folks. Uh, two of our friends, uh, Angel, uh, he fought. He had his professional debut. He won. And uh, our other good friend, uh, Vince Vince Cachero, who was just on a couple weeks ago, he ended up winning his fight. You want to tell us a little bit about those? Um, two really good performances. Unfortunately, I missed Angel's, but um, I heard he performed really well, which is really good because um, I've really taken a liking to the kid over the last. Uh, you know, a few months that he's really been working hard and uh, showing up in team practices. So to see him do well, I was happy for him because I know he really enjoyed it. Uh, and he's like a kid. Like, he he's young, right? Yeah, he's really young. I really can't put his age up. I think he's maybe 18, 19. Oh, my God. Uh, Jesus. But, just, you know, good-hearted kid, you know, always smiling in a good mood. And just you can genuinely see he loves being around the fight team and, um, just, you know, learning and, and working hard. So it's cool to have kids like him in the gym and then to show up and do well. Uh, and, you know, he uh, he really performed. I got to see the finish on film, but, uh, you know, it's not the same as seeing it live, but I'm glad yeah. he did well. well. What was the – oh, do I get to hear the finish? Yes. What was it? What happened? Oh, he got him with a rear naked choke. Um, I believe – yeah. Uh, I believe he took his back um, off a takedown and then uh, finished him with a rear naked choke. Wait, the systems guys are uh, not afraid of the submission game. I like that about your gym. Like you guys clearly coach a pretty good scramble submission game. Yeah, Which you know we good. work we work hard and uh, you know I know we, we we tend to be known as having really good, but I feel like we're you know we're really good all around wrestling, grappling, um, striking, and just kind of wherever the fight goes. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, i, I got to send it back to our coach, but Ian Harris really prepares us mentally, you know, for what we endure in the cage. So some of these kids, awesome. they, they surprise even, even us, the kids we see them every day, you know, um, and mm. they, they tend to, to ride to the occasion. That's awesome. Well, screw Angel. He's 18. He has the rest of his life to live, so we don't need to keep talking <laughs> about him. Let's get straight to talking about Vince. Uh, you were there for Vince. Talk us through that. Everything I saw on the internet said Vince outclassed his opponent in a way that he basically put on a seminar without charging people. Uh, is that is Am I reading that correctly? 
Yeah, carry on. did say it fairly well. That's his, that's his saying when it comes to striking clinic. Um, Vince, you know, Vince showed his true colors. Uh, when he first came to the gym uh, or, or when I first started training with him, he uh, was really, really solid fighter, but he had been away at school and doing other things, so he hadn't really gotten his timing. Now he's gotten his timing back, and uh, he's really worked hard over this last, you know, 18 months, I guess, that he was out. Uh, from an ankle injury, and you could see, I mean, we saw the the, uh, the improvement in the gym, but putting it together in the cage is always really hard sometimes, so um, he showed up, and, 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 and you could tell he's been really training on another level. Yeah, the pictures, he obviously looked a little fat, I thought. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as I said, it looked huge to me, uh, the pictures for what seemed like, and you know, we talked to Vince, and Vince kind of described it as like, uh, he was like, you know, it's an amateur event. It didn't look like an amateur event. You could have easily stacked a UFC tag on the side or a Bellator, and that's what it looked like to me. Can you explain the venue? Was it huge? Um, you know what? The, it's at Club Nokia, which is right next to the Staples Center. Um, it's really used for concerts and theaters. So uh, the venue itself is very nice. These, these uh, amateur kids really don't know how good they got it, you know, for not having an amateur uh, circuit at one point and now having uh, all over California. And then you have a really treats these guys really well. You know, makes no shit. Yeah, I was about a, to a say, really John, was, John was telling yeah. us off air when he got started in the amateur events. Amateur events were just bar fights, really. Jeez. These <laughs> yeah. kids, they don't know how good they had it. My first amateur fights were with a little uh, uh, gin smoker um, on a Christmas Eve. And uh, I went with big gloves and shin pads, uh, two-minute rounds. And I had four fights in one night. Luckily, the first uh, three I, I finished. And then the last one, I went um, all three rounds. I think it was maybe, maybe two rounds. And, uh, it, if it was a draw, you'd go to a third. But, uh, yeah, and that was the, the extent of my amateur career in a, in a busted gym. <laughs> what year was that what was the year um 2010 yeah 2010 so funny it's yeah like it's inconceivable if you think about like grappling in mma right now if you think about it five years ago oh my it's God. just so hard to explain <laughs> it's in a gym that's awesome and now they look like the mgm grand is putting on every show even all right, well, and congrats again to uh, Vince. Obviously, you know, pretty selfish. Not like a charity-based type of dude, but whatever. Uh, screw him. That's enough. <laughs> John, tell us about you. You've got a fight coming up. Yeah, April 10th for uh, Bama, USA at the City of Commerce. Um, I'm fighting Rob Gooch um, at 135. It's going to be a, a good night, you know. I'm excited. I feel like he's a good opponent, and uh, you know, it, I think the fans are going to be the, the winners at the end, you know, no matter how it goes, but I see myself doing really well in this fight. That's really awesome. What What's the fight? What's the weight? Uh, 135, 135 pounds for Dana weight. Okay. I'm always curious. And how did you – we were talking a little bit about you starting into the fight um, back in gyms, how did you get into MMA? Were you a, a specific martial artist? Did you just kind of fall in love with the whole fight game? What was your spark? No, you know, um, I played baseball and soccer as my root sports uh, throughout my whole life and surfing as well, like I said. And 
Um, when I was done playing junior college sports, I had just been, you know, kind of roaming around, traveling a bunch and surfing. And uh, a buddy of mine had introduced me to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Those are mine. Had introduced me to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, I started, you know, going with that. And I did a tournament after training about a month, and uh, this guy put me in what was it? Uh, a crucifix and really messed up my elbow pretty bad. And uh, next thing I knew, I was just I was hooked. I had to figure out what was you know what was the next step. I, I was hooked. And, okay, uh, let's let's time out here for a second. You you get injured, and in your injury, you say, "Yeah, <laughs> this is this is the stuff. This is That's what I want to do." You know. Um, it was crazy. I had gone into it thinking, you know, I'm doing really well in practice. I mean, it had only been a month. I'd never done anything like it in my life. And I had just taken a liking to it and um, really grasped it pretty well right away. And I felt like going into this tournament, I was just going to run through everyone. Or at least do really well. You know, people that didn't know my style and uh, I was just going to come full force. And I went out there, took the guy down and he had his way with me and put me in a, I can't remember, I believe it was a crucifix. And it just really messed up my elbow and I was I was blown away at how this guy was so smooth and dominated me. And I thought he was going to go the other way around. And, um, I don't know. I just, I guess that's a competitive nature in me. <laughs> <laughs> Thus sparked a love for jujitsu, I would imagine, or a, a tremendous hatred for it. One of the two. Right. Exactly. Either, uh, oh my God, I got to figure this out or I'm never doing this again. Mom, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> So some guy breaks your arm or your elbow, and that sucks for a while. And then you you heal up. So where does the next step come in? Because it is a lengthy jump to go from, yeah, I got my arm broken at a jiu-jitsu tournament to, you know, I, I should do this. I should be fighting. You should be fighting, yeah, professionally. You know, I got back in the gym, figured it out, and realized, you know, when you eat a piece of humble pie like that, it's going to tell you a lot about yourself. And, you know, that's what fighters, we eat it every day. You know, you may have, you know, your good days and your bad days, but in every practice, you're going to have your good moments and your moments that you're going to say, oh, shit, that didn't work. I got to figure out why. Mm. And yeah, that's going to tell you what kind of competitive nature you have in you, you know. And so, to me, I, I went with it. I enjoyed it and I wanted to figure it out. So, uh, I started rattling off more tournaments and I went on a hot streak and, Next thing I know, I started just adding tools to the chest, you know, boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, you know, more focused wrestling than just uh, jiu-jitsu. And it, it all went from there. I did that little amateur tournament, did well. It was open weight. It was just a bunch of random-sized guys. And uh, a month later, I, I went pro uh, for Gladiator Challenge. That That's so great. I think that's so great about you guys. Like, uh, you know, you guys aren't exactly, like, just in terms of – uh, weight category. It's not like you guys are super huge at Systems Training Center, but you fight like guys who are much bigger than Scrapping. the way that you guys are. So it's always commendable to that. And Kev, I guess we can figure out now why some people have a hard time cutting weight with the eating of humble pie. So I think the people uh-huh. who have a lot of uh, weight cutting issues at Systems, it's just because they don't eat as much humble pie. So I think we figured out that part of the equation. Um, but, you know, for you work it off <laughs> <laughs> so now you've had some time to think about it let me let me come back to you again who is the worst at systems training center keep in mind it's like an open-ended essay we've given you the prompt define it as you will 
you know, I want to know uh, how many times Marcus Kowal has been thrown on this list. Uh, yeah. Not enough. I'll say that. It, it may become the honorary uh, Marcus Kowal, <laughs> who's the worst, <laughs> who's the worst segment person. of the show uh, in memoriam, obviously. But uh, I don't know. He's definitely at least mentioned – if not the actual target of most of this, is, is am I yeah, detecting he's so going to be the person? Naturally, I'm so drawn to Marcus, um, so I'd have to say Marcus is the worst. And uh, there's a, a list of things you could say, but all in good fun, um, or not. <laughs> okay, well, can I ask you one in particular? Did I see Marcus yesterday while Vince was getting prepped for his fight, eating during the pre-warm up routine? <laughs> As he's supposed yeah. to be the dummy that Vince is supposed to warm up on. Yeah, pretty much. Marcus can be the best at multitasking and the worst at multitasking. <laughs> it's mean, just the funniest thing. I'd probably be pretty bad at it too if I had a million extensions going on. <laughs> So, John, you know, we get a little bit about your background. You know, we, we find out all these things. What is it that keeps you doing it? What is what is the, the thrill or the the return draw for you every time and going back to these fights? Because I, I just saw, I mean, this was recent that this was coming in, that you're, you're taking this next fight. It was only a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, as you, you, you make the transition from not being in camp to being in camp, what are those things that get you going? You know, I, it's so funny. The, the whole camp word, I mean, it's it, we're always training, you know. Um, sometimes it's a lot more focused than others, you know, and sometimes you're, you're, in, and you're in there and you're focused. I don't go to the gym and mess around and not be focused. But, you know, it goes from two, three, four practices a day to one good practice a day and kind of, you know, enjoying the other things that keep going on in your life. You know, sometimes I get so, and me specifically, I get so, focused um that I, it's either all in or all out so uh, you know you're always in the same training but it's just like i said the uh the preparation is a little different but um you know for me what keeps me going is i i know my worth i know uh what this sport means to me i know what my journey through this sport means to me and um where i, I just i believe in it so much you know there have been a few things uh, you know my, my last few performances that you know really they make you not question, but uh, you know, figure out. You dig deep and, and look inside, have to figure out. Okay, well, you know, how are the results coming out? I, I'm getting better as a fighter, and had kind of some interesting results these last few fights. So, um, you know, that's what keeps me going. Is I know how good I can be, or how good I am, and, and how much better I can be. And feeling like I'm only getting better, you know, especially you know, refocusing myself and applying myself. So that's what keeps me going. Not you know, I love what I do. I love the sport. I, I love the feeling Absolutely. of the age. I love the feeling of winning. I love the feeling, you know, being around my friends and getting workouts at the beach. That's my office, you know? Yeah. No. That was one of the things as, that, that came up. As previously stated, super jealous. <laughs> Very jealous. You know, that's, that's and, one of the things that makes me dig deep is when I'm running on the beach and I see all these hot chicks and they're smiling when you're running by, you know, like <laughs> I tell myself, you like this? Well, what are you going to do to keep it? You got to work your butt off. And that, this is your job. This is your office. You know, people would love to be doing what you're doing right now, and you're doing it. So remember that. And that's what keeps me going. My family, my friends, seeing my, mm. my team do well. You know, these young guys coming up. Like it's crazy. I don't. I, I, I don't think the guys 
haven't really stopped and look. You know, some of it is. Like, I don't. I don't think as a whole we stop and look back enough and go, hey, you know, we've done pretty well for ourselves. You know, but that's not really our style. I think we just are doing what we do and we love it. You, you know, we don't think about. You know, oh, there's Systems Training Center. You know, I've had people come up to us and, sit and make us feel like that and approach us in that way. But for us, we're just doing our thing. We, we love what we do. We love being around each other. We have a, a, a good core. And, you know, we have a great a leader and a coach. And so it's just, it, just these things happening around us. It's just what we do. And I think men know how, how cool it is to be a part of it sometimes. And on that note, what can we expect from your fight coming up at uh, Bama USA? Um, you know, I, I always try to bring fireworks to every one of my fights. You know, if you look at my record, it, someone's getting finished. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the way I uh, I'm not there to go three rounds. You know, if it goes three rounds, I'm hoping it's an exciting three rounds. It, for me, this is my art. You know, I, I can't draw. I can't sing. I can, you know get my boogie on a bit but this is my art and this is for me to express myself wait wait let's stop here again i do love the very conciliatory you know i can't sing you know i can't draw, draw. but i mean if we're being honest and i mean we're just i i couldn't not be honest as i'm answering this question i just really need to make sure you guys know I'm okay at dancing. I'm not saying I'm great. Like I'm not Michael Jackson level, but I mean, yeah, just don't leave your girlfriend around me. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> 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 and you know, John, what about your opponent? What is it that you feel that they bring to the table? What is it that uh, you've seen from them? That's kind of interesting, especially when uh, matched up against you. You know what? I haven't really um, seen anything. Me and Ian have gotten to the point, me, Ian, and then my manager um, have gotten to the point where we know uh, what kind of fights I want to put on and um, where we are in, in the scheme of things. So when they approach me with something, by the time it gets to me, they've already, you know, I don't really question them and go, oh, well, what do you think? If they bring it to me, I go with it. Um, I, I don't specifically mm. remember watching any one of Rob's fights, but I've known him for a while, actually. Uh, we fought on the same card a few times when uh, I was fighting for National Fight Alliance. And, you know, we've seen each other around the way. I, it's funny, the last Bama show, we were just talking, hey, what's going on? What's up next for you? Neither one of us had anything. And then a few weeks ago, you know, uh, he got offered to me. And I said, well, you know, um, if he's coming down to our weight class, that's what, you know, and he said yes, and we say yes. I don't see why not. We've never trained together. I've already fought an tra old training partner. So I've kind of dealt with that uh, mental part of the game. And, so for me, it was just a matter of, okay, well, it's another opponent, you know, and he's cool. Uh, we saw each other at the Lights Out promotion show after we had both verbally said yes, and, you know, we were chatting up, and you could tell the vibe was a little different, you know, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I would think it has to be, like, yeah, on some level. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I, I asked him, I said, hey, you want a beer? And we'll share a beer and, you know, call it a night and, you know, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, but yeah, I, I don't know if he drinks or not, but yeah, he, he was okay without a drink, but we still chatted and that was it, you know, and see each other in a couple of weeks and we'll get the job done and, you know, we're entertainers and that's what we're going to do. I know he's going to bring a fight. I'm going to bring a fight and, you know, we're going to get after it. I think that yeah, should he's be. He's got to cut down on weight class. He's yeah. like, I can't do the beer. Yeah. <laughs> I see how you're playing this robeless. <laughs> you motherfucker! Why don't well, you go get me a cake donut uh, too, you asshole? Yeah, okay. I'm drinking it. 
So, uh, you know, it was, <laughs> it was uh, you know, it was, uh, I, I no, was no, no, Robles, it's cool. <laughs> Throw in a cake in there too, why don't you? It's totally yeah, like, cool. I, I get it. I'm not trying to cut. Instagram and everybody would love it. Oh, hey, that's the guy you're finding. That's who you guys share the beer. Absolutely. And I do have to say, you know, if, uh, if I had a choice or a preference, I think this would be mandatory. I think that fighters should always, before they do a contract signing, just have a mandatory beer or at least just like, uh, all right, this is what's happening. I think that would be way more interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I, for me, it was more like I know the guy. I think he's yeah. cool. I like him, you know. And so it was more like, hey, I like the guy enough to where uh, let's call it it is. I'll buy you a beer. We'll drink a beer and move, we'll move forward. I, you know, I wouldn't do that for anybody else if I didn't know them or you know, saw them at some press event, I wouldn't say, hey, let's have a beer. But we were far enough out there. I was like, yeah, if he's down, I'm down. Well, it's going to be so great. Every opponent that hears this interview from now on is going to be like, yo, dude, I, where's my beer at? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> uh, well, John, we appreciate you swinging by the podcast. Where can people find you on the social medias to uh, keep track of where you're fighting and come watch you? You know, Instagram, uh, John Robles, just John Robles, J-O-H-N-R-O-B-L-E-S. And uh, Twitter, um, John Robles, or at John Robles 23. Awesome. Facebook. And, of course, he's part of the Systems Training Crew fighting April 10th, Bama, USA, Commerce. And you said City Commerce, and this is where I lose my California. It's uh, Commerce, Commerce? Uh, so it's the Commerce Casino in the city of Commerce. It's where the awesome. seven stand and the five meet. Perfect. Jesus, Kevin. All right. I know. It's so hard to keep track of the locations. Well, John, we appreciate you stopping by. Good luck in the fight, and we'll chat with you after about the victory. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure being on here. And, you know, thanks to everybody out there who supports us and follows us and, you know, really cheers us on. We, we, uh, we may not you know, get all the love, but we really appreciate it when it's out there. So thank you very much. As we're really excited uh, about this week, not only is it a festive week for me, but it's also a pay-per-view week, which means we are legally contracted to do an installment of Over Under Kevin. Kevin, what are you doing in the background? I'm just doing my normal pre-prep. Now that I'm on a winning streak, I have a certain set thing I do. And what is that? Keep, keep, ta- uh, keep talking. Okay. Oh. Yes, the breakfast of champions over there. That was just my inhaler. Cool. I have uh, asthma. I, probably, I did do Kev, you want to <coughs> keep doing that? Because I, I have a running bet with myself of how long I'll let this go <laughs> on the show. No, I don't. I don't. I cracked my two beers. I did my pre-inhaler pop mm-hmm. in case it gets intense. I'm ready for over under Kevin. Great. Now, Kevin, you're coming to my wedding this week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're uh, – Ref, I, I meant to ask you, mm-hmm. and I guess on air is as good a time as other. Mm-hmm. You're still sure? Like, you don't want me to, like, book a thing to Vegas or, like, have a backup plan? No. On air, I just thought I should ask. No. You'll be fine. I also, despite your many attempts to ask for it, uh, you have been booked with zero minutes to speak in front of everybody, still. Oh, God. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet, people. The, The event is three days, four days? 
The event is days away. I have plenty of time to get on the bill. Mm, okay, well, we'll see I'll about that. I'll send you my new audition tape. But see, Kevin, here's the thing. I realized that if you're going to be with me uh, this weekend and we're not watching the UFC event, wouldn't it be kind of fun to have you play against somebody who is also coming to my wedding? Uh, would that be fun? It would be absolutely. You, know, are, you really want to ruin their night with such a crushing defeat? I don't know. Well, I don't know, because, Kev, here's the thing. The person we're bringing back on, and this is the first time we've ever done this, we are bringing somebody to come back onto the show who has already beaten you at Over Under Kevin, so I've narrowed it down to basically everybody. Doesn't sound right. Yep. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our good friend and Kevin's worst nemesis, the guy behind BJJBreakdown.com, John Evans. John, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, what's Fuck up? Doing pretty good. Doing I've pretty been good. Spending the last twelve months of my life looking like an evil version of John Evans, and here he arrives. Did he beat me or did we tie? Oh, he beat you. You did essentially tie to begin with, but much like uh, most times that you are rolling with John, he lets you think you're doing okay, and then he just beats you. <laughs> not, not during the jujitsu. I'm not. Uh, I'm bold. I'm not bold enough to to argue that we died while rolling. Did but I thought didn't we both have to dress up like Uriah Faber? Yeah, but there was uh-huh. a clear winner there, wasn't there, John? Yeah, that that was me for sure. People, one hundred percent. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, well, John, I'm sorry. I stepped on the how are you whatevers this evening. Oh no, the how are you whatevers are that's that's fine. We don't need those. It's okay. <laughs> I'm John. already not listening, so I don't... John has zero, zero want to try and keep this cordial. John has fire in his eyes. And John, um, speaking of which, before we get too into this trash-talking business, let me ask you, man, uh, some news going on with you. You have, like, a thing where you teach now, like a thing where people go and they, like, take your classes or something, right? What is that thing? That's true. It's um, somebody brought to my attention that I have a jujitsu school all to myself. So what I know, crazy stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I opened up my own school, and it's uh, it's in North Hollywood, and um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Jesus, dude. So, what is the hardest part about uh, opening up your own gym? Is it uh, trying to get things together? Is it trying to make it Kevin-proof? Well, you, you can't make it Kevin-proof. It's just... that's Damn it's, right! It's, Damn right! There's always going to be some little knick-knack that he can swallow and choke <laughs> on or something, so... Corners are rough. Because <laughs> I'm a drinker. <laughs> and I have to ask you this, Kevin... Um, I know we're about to get into shit talking, but this is probably the moment when you should say what you think of John as a teacher without purely as a teacher, not mm-hmm. as a human being mm-hmm. or as my adversary on this podcast. Yep. Purely as a teacher. Yep. Just to be clear. Yep. Okay. Uh pretty class A on the teaching standpoint. Good instruction. Caring evolution, good mix of meta jujitsu concept with some detailed approach. Good teaching. It sounded like it was a word jumble that you just picked a whole bunch of words from and somehow assembled what you think is a sentence, but I'm proud of you for it, Kevin. Aristocrat, thank you, penicillin, Raph. <laughs> now, John, sure. here's the thing. You've actually played this game before. Um, what 
what are you expecting right now? Do you feel good knowing that you already have this advantage over Kevin that you've already beaten him before? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is the big number two uh, that uh, Kevin's been waiting for. So it's it's the big number what? The big number John, two. Sorry, oh, sh- rap. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's the big number two. Mm-hmm. He says. This is the one. The big number two. Kev, you're playing a little too fast, a little too loose right now because you're in the giggle stage, and it just shows that John is so fucking with you. One reviewer said that John Evans' gym has bears, cotton candy, and human megaphones. Don't miss out. The password is violence. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just try and lift Stefan and terribly... I guess I would have lifted it better if you'd asked me what human megaphones were. <laughs> Kevin, do your Stefan voice again real quick because I'll entertain it. I wasn't doing that. a Stefan voice. I was doing like just like a normal voice. But if I was like, um, oh, uh, LA's hottest BJJ dojo <laughs> is Swagger Death. It combines LA's best things. Uh, humanitarians, uh-huh. vegans that are shaped like question marks, and when you spin them, no one can tell what they're saying. Uh, people that exclusively use Whole Foods sacks for sex devices, uh, and human megaphones. What's a human megaphone, Kevin? It's that thing when you take a small Mexican and you scream something in their ass and then they shout it louder to the people out there. Wow, this may be the cruelest thing I've ever done to Kevin, which is to see this one thing that he did all the way through and force him to go through it entirely. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just... Can we get back to John's gym success? Absolutely. uh... John, we're very excited. So it's going to be in North Hollywood. Where can people find it? Uh, they can find it on the internet uh, <laughs> at com, or they can find it at a 6887 Farmdale Avenue. It's still pretty new, so I'm trying to remember it myself. <laughs> well, we need to work on that. That's going to yes. be something that we're, we're going to develop here. But let's mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, get straight to the game. Let's go ahead and cue music. Oh, Raph, hold on. Let me actually cue the music. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. Listen to that bumper music. What do you think, John? That was uh, pretty professional. Pretty professional. Oh my gosh! Good job. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was amazing. I can't believe I did that. Hey guys, in case you're uh, new to John the- Evans called us pretty professional. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he did. I've already sent the press release to the press. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you are joining us for the first time, or you just want a refresher on how this is going, uh, the way we play over under Kevin is each participant gets 15 seconds to make their picks for the upcoming UFC pay-per-view. Then, after that, if I so feel it, we get 15 seconds for rebuttal time. And at the very end, we count up who gets the most correct picks. And most importantly, the guys are going to pick performances of the night and fight of the night as a tiebreaker, should we get there. And as we learned last time, that actually does happen. Yeah. Mm. Shit. Mm-hmm. So, take that seriously. Gentlemen, are you both ready for this game? John, are you, Evan? I'm pretty ready. I'm pretty ready. Yeah. I think. Kevin? Yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga said it best. I was born this way. 
<laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> well, uh, I guess you can't get anywhere there. Uh, I will say this. For those of you listening, Kevin's really seeing through the continuity part where he did drugs and then sounded like he was doing drugs the entire time. So, Nailed it. Good job, Kevin. Character actor. I'm method. Mm-hmm. I stay method. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and put 15 on the clock, and let's start with you, Kevin. The first fight is going to be a flyweight fight between Chris Cassio and Henry Cejudo. So I love Cejudo in this fight, despite the Kamikaze's recent dominance. Oh my God. I'm going for the major long shot, Henry Cejudo, the messenger. Going to keep it standing, get a TKO. Okay, okay. Okay, John, 15 on the clock. What do you got for us? Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Did you teach Kevin how to use the internet? Because he was able to look up Henry Cejudo, who I'm sure he's never seen before. But uh, his name has judo in it, at least uh, phonetically. So I'm going to go with that. And he also has zero losses. So. <laughs> zero losses. Also because he hasn't made weight a couple times. But that's neither here nor there. Kevin, what are your He's thoughts? He's husky for 125. Kevin, as a husky yourself, how do you feel that is impeding your ability to make a uh, a sound judgment here? Well, you know, when you ingest calories like a trace leches cake for four straight days, that's going to influence your ability to see clearly about a combat sport. I mean, that's going to affect anyone. Interesting. Three milks? Is it? <laughs> Yeah, it's three goddamn milks. It's got like a chocolate caramel business. It's got like a whiteness. It's, uh, oh, it's I the love the deal. whiteness milks. Yeah. yeah. Both yeah. of you would love the whiteness. Moving mm-hmm. on, John, let me ask you this. Does Kevin already sound out of breath? Because he sounds out of breath to me. Yeah, you know, he clearly didn't train for this like I did. So. <laughs> You know what? I think that's something that goes without saying. Kevin does not trade as much as John does for anything. So let's go and go to our next fight. All right, guys. John, you're going to do this one. It is uh, 15 on the clock for Darren Crankshank versus Benil Darushi. Wait, wait, what? I don't what? see that on my – I'm looking at a fight card. I don't see that one on here. It's Darren Crankshank. It's FX prelims. <laughs> Versus Benil Jarushi. We also do the prelims. We've had wait, to do this before. Wait, we're doing the prelims? If I remember correctly. Before? I didn't know we were doing the prelims. You've been here See, before, See, he John. never knows we're doing the goddamn prelims. Actually, it was dynamite a, choice, it was, Raph. It was a long dynamite time ago. Choice. I came, I crushed it, I left. I don't remember that. <laughs> well, you lost all we're this also time. Gonna, Just give me who you We're also going to pick performance of the night later. And <laughs> we're also going to pick if Dana's going to scrap performance of the night and just throw <laughs> cash out and make it rain. <laughs> So, John, you used all of your time. So Benio Dariush, because uh, he's an awesome jujitsu guy. All right, good enough. All right, Kevin, you've got it. Go. I'll go to Muscle Town, baby, with the Detroit superstar Darren Crutchink. What about he's getting old, and I don't normally pick an older fighter, but you know, I like the the squareness of his jaw <clears throat> to knock Dariush out. Uh, John, you were He's mentioning get Darius. Shut up, John. You were mentioning something <laughs> about jujitsu here. Do you think that's really going to be a deciding factor? Uh, Benil Drush is actually really good with his jujitsu, but uh, do you think that Darren Crankshank? Mm-hmm. He's he's just been kind of on a tear lately, wouldn't you say? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that, no. But uh, maybe he has. I'm not sure. Um, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly, these 
prelims were sprung on me last minute, but uh, no, I, I do that <laughs> very last time. minute. You're out of time now. They were Vinny sprung on me last is a great minute. Fighter though. <sighs> okay. Oh, John, don't be embarrassed if you just want to crawl into the fetal position and make some moaning noises. Just uh, keep us tuned. Mm, okay. Uh, Kevin, do you think that John's being sort- short-sighted and just looking only at the jiu-jitsu and maybe not at the whole game? I think uh, short-sighted would be the name of the game for his insight into these prelims cards. Yeah, I mean, you know, Darius is dangerous. He is dangerous, but Crickshank is not going to go where he's dangerous. He's too experienced for that. He's 16 and 5. Okay. It's a lot of mm. fights. It's a lot of fights. Okay. Uh, hey, Kev, you know normally I write these down? You need to write these down this time because I'm going to be doing this weird thing called getting married, so I'm not going to have the time to check these. On it. Though, have you been writing them down so far, or nope. should we do a quick... Nope, we'll, we'll just listen to the cast again. So let's go on to our okay. next fight. Kevin, you've got the next fight. It's between Jake Lindsay and Joseph Duffy. <laughs> I don't need 15 seconds. Jake Lindsay, the librarian, trains at CSC with Joe Wilk, knocking the fuck out of Joseph Duffy this weekend. You almost needed 15 seconds. It was more like 10, but that's okay. Uh, John, let me ask you, uh, do you know either of these fighters, and do you have an affinity between them? And if so, who are you picking? Go, 15. Uh, no, neither of them, but uh, Kevin really used a lot of conviction when he said that, so uh, he swayed me. I'm going to go with Lindsay as well. This is fun. Yeah. Interesting. Are, yeah. you, are you really going to agree with Kevin? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. What did he do that most swayed you? Just the way he said Lindsay. It was, I don't know, it was a little bit manly. Uh, <laughs> You don't. All right. Well, maybe it's just me. It might be just you. Uh, Kevin, uh, let me ask you this. Do you think it's just blind to agree with you like that? I think it's the most honest, uh, unblind thing he's done yet. Mm. I think he's finally starting to see the light. And you know that moment when you realize uh, it's not about aggression in jiu-jitsu? I think John's almost there. He's okay. like two or three more times from, from being there. So he needs to drill it a few more times is what you're saying. Well, I think that's pretty obvious. Mm. I don't want to say it. Right. I know. I know. Oh, unless he's like a Kit Dale anti-drill type. And then, you know, just concept it or whatever, John. Mm. <laughs> John, John has nothing to say for you, jiu-jitsu peon. Let's move to our next fight. It is a Wimpins bantamweight fight between Larissa Pacheco and Jermaine de Remandi. And John, you're going to start us on this one. <laughs> where where are you getting these fights from? I... <laughs> John, are you, what are you getting these fights from? Go to UST.com. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. The first thing, the first thing, if you scroll down oh. even a little bit, is UFC 180. I just like to point out, John spent Dosa. all of his time being an old man mm. with the internet and being like, well, I don't really know where is the button that tells you where the ufc so you say that you type in ufc.com and it takes you to a magic page there are three fights on the early prelims Mm. one of which features the twin brother except there's a two years age difference oh yeah all right right. ryan benoit okay john now that we've taken Mm -hmm. that wonderful time who are Mm -hmm. you picking in this fight uh, so there's another girl fight on this card with, um, another female fighter that I'm not 
very versed with. And uh, so these are two more of those. And so I'm going to go with Larissa <laughs> oh, Pacheco. Um, yeah, just, yeah, definitely Pacheco. Well, the nine women's MMA organizations that listen to this uh, podcast, you can go ahead and send all of your hate mail to at BJJBreakdown.com anywhere, like on the internet. You'll find him. Mm -hmm. It's very easy. Uh, Kevin, who do you have on this one? 15 on the clock, go. I question your loyalty to America if you don't want to hear Bruce Buffer announce the following win by knockout, Jermaine DeRandemi, the Iron Lady. Obviously, that's who I'm going for. Okay. I like her length. Okay. Okay. That's not usually something you identify when saying you like a lady, but okay. A fighter, not a lady, Raph. Let's be respectful okay. to the nine women's organizations listening. You can send your hate mail to <laughs> at Legal Latino on Twitter. And the best part about this is Kevin thinks that that's really a great get, but it's really not. Here's the problem, though, Kevin. When you're looking at it and you're trying to figure this out, are you in your head basing this off of any knowledge of either of these two fighters? Uh, no. <laughs> if right. we're being honest. <laughs> well, I think we, we're, we're past honest at this point. So why don't we go to the next fight, which, by the way, Kevin, you predicted very nicely, has to do with a Pettis. It's the other one, Sergio Pettis versus Ryan Menor. Uh Sergio, can I get in on this bandwagon early? First of all, best abs in MMA should be a category. I'm just saying it should be. GQ, you're welcome. I'm taking Sergio Pettis. He looks dangerous, fighting with his big bro, proving something. All right. 15 on the clock for you, John. What do you got? Uh, Sergio does have some wicked cauliflower here. So uh, that and the fact that his brother's Anthony Pettis, then I'm going to say Sergio. Okay. Okay. This is some sound reasoning. His brother Mm -hmm. fights so good, he may actually be in this fight too. It worked with uh, Fedor's brother. Well, it didn't work outside of life with Fedor's brother, but that's another conversation, guys. Uh, Kev, do you know what you expect from this fight? I do not know who much about Ryan Benoit, but I love the babyface name. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting. Sergio, early prelims after being what I think would be a draw, it'll be interesting to see what kind of show he puts on. I think this is like a uh, humbling test from the UFC. Okay, now, uh, John, if you were to have a nickname, I feel babyface anywhere in there. It's a rough name to have. Do you have a nickname for yourself, maybe even in your jiu-jitsu career, that we don't know about? If so, what is it? 15 on the clock, please. What? <laughs> the nap timer? Oh, my goodness. Look at me. It doesn't even take me two seconds. The nap timer it is, Raph. Do I get – can we lock it in because I said it quickly? The, the nap timer? Yeah. As in you take naps on a – what? No, like I old see. timer, mm-hmm. but nap timer because mm. he talks with a cadence that's very nap-inducing. Mm. Or if he's looking for a badass angle, like I'll put you to sleep. What? Uh, that suddenly got, 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 suddenly got a little bit better. Uh, John, do you have a nickname for Kevin, maybe? Um, I, I, I don't know. Kevin, 
No, well, just think I, about I, his natural I, attributes. He has none that are really impressive. So. John, stop it. Oh, okay. no, no, no. I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, were you trying to talk about your length again? It's okay. We'll give you plenty of time to do that in a little bit. Uh, how about this? How about we go to our next fight? And it's a big one. And by a big one, I mean, woo, the scale. Hey, everybody. It's a heavyweight fight between Roy Nelson and Alistar Overreamed. Let's go first to John Evans. 15 on the clock, go. I'm going to give this one to Nelson just because uh, they both have suspect chins, I guess. Well, you can't really say that about Nelson, but he did get knocked out, but it was by Mark Hunt, I believe, who hits like a truck. Alistair seems to be knocked out by a stiff breeze, so I'm going to go with Roy Nelson on this one. (laughs) Wow. Says the John Evans who's walking around at nothing more than a buck 70 these days. Jesus, John. Be some kindness to these these very nice bigger guys, if you would, please. A cool breeze. How dare you, John? Kevin, what do you have? 15 seconds on the clock, go. Mostly I'm just impressed because John Evans finally said a joke. Took 40 minutes, but we got there. Mm. I'm taking Alistair over Ream. Come on, he's in shape. It's eight versus nine. And frankly, it's more like, hey, will either of these fighters stay out of prison long enough to make it to the fight? We'll see. I'm going with Overeem. I will say the interesting aspect about this fight is one person's definitely been on steroids in their career, and the other <laughs> is Alistair Overeem. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys see that this is any potential to be surprised here? Because these two fighters do at least have some knockout ability, or are we just going to see a standing-up fight? John, I'll ask you this. Uh, yeah, I mean, Roy's going to slug it out like he always does. He's he's not interested in taking it to the ground, even though he should be. Um, and the Ream is going to try to keep it standing, but I think that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kev? This fight, there's like this feels like one of those fights that there's almost no way we'll make it past the first round for conditioning alcohol and violence reasons, but somebody's getting knocked out. Like, I feel like both fighters are like, we're good. We're swinging. And that's why I think Alistair okay. Overeem has a shot. He's in great shape. Okay. Great shape. All right. I mean, he's a lot Thanks smaller than we, we've seen him before. So there's, there's no horse meat. That he absolutely can no horse meat. US, so. Not FDA approved, my friends. Let's go to our next fight. It's a middleweight fight Ooh. between Elias Theodoro. And Roger Navarez, Kevin, would you like to lead us off? Of course. I remember that thick jaw from anywhere. Elias Theodora, the Spartan, has won me before when I have lost. He was one of my three bouts I corrected, predict, predicted correctly, the Spartan. Okay. All right, let's go over to John, 15 on the clock, go. Uh, I'm just going to go with Roger Narvaez Mm -hmm. just because Kevin went with Elias. So I think that's, uh, I stand a pretty good chance of winning this one. It's proven very effective in this game. Yeah. Just taking the opposite of Kevin's picks. When in doubt. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin, so let me ask you this. Okay. Have you started thinking of wagers? Because unlike other guests who get surprised that there's a wager at the end of this, you already know that there is a wager there because both of you have 
you know, faced off before. So, Kev, have you been thinking about wagers in the back of your head? I have been thinking about wagers. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 John, have you also thought about the fact that you're both going to be at the same place and same time and know the results when you're both at my wedding? I've been trying to put the fact that I'm going to be at the same place at the same time as Kevin <laughs> out of my head for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a thing. But Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know that that's going to maybe change any of the kind of bets that could be made, but I'm just, uh, you know, throwing it out there, you guys. Okay, okay, let's go to our next fight. John, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is a lightweight fight between Ross Pearson and Sam Stout. 15. Go. Uh, man, Sam Stout, I thought he retired. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, uh, that guy, I haven't seen him in a while. Um, Ross Pearson was up and coming, but then he got dismantled uh, not that long ago. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ross Pearson for you. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's almost as if John's from... Like, he's been in a coma for 10 years, and we've mm. just played all of these old fights on DVDs for him, and he's just getting caught up. He's he's still around? I, not, I really thought he retired. I'm not joking. I know, John. It's at, at, at a super young age, but still. That's okay, John. Well, what okay. was his last fight? Can you tell me his last fight? John, I can easily, his... easily mm-hmm. tell you what his last fight was. You know that? Mm-hmm. Just keep talking. He last so fought Al Iaquinta November 7th of 2014. No, look, no that was Ross Pearson. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Ross Pearson got wrecked by Al. I'm sorry. Oh, he's so, talking about Sam Stout? Are you talking yes. about his last fight? It was at the Ultimate Fighter Nations finale. Bisping versus Kennedy against KJ Nunes on April 16, 2014 in Quebec, Canada. Yeah, how would I forget that? Stupid. <laughs> Oh, he he obviously won cool. with a round one TKO. Yeah, that in thirty we'll seconds. All remember. Duh. Really? Against Kitchen? Kitchen? Yeah. Good striker. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sam Stout's good. For that, I, he, I he beat Cody McKenzie. You know? Well, Just saying. That's not. That's not really saying a ton of. It's not a helpful I've fact. Seen him. It's just what was yep. next on the profile I clicked on. Feel foolish right mm. here. Um, Kevin, did we even get your pick on this one? Let's go. No, you didn't. And because he was so insulting with his Pearson pick, who is no spring chicken, by the way, I'm going with Sam Stout. Okay. Uh, I will have the record show that uh, he lost to KJ Nunes. He did. Kevin miss said that one, but so, I would have the record show. I was just trying to sell doesn't it. doesn't care that you yeah. had the record show and something else. So, <laughs> for the record, shut up. Let's go to our next fight, which is... Kevin, uh, I think you'll lead us off on this one. It is a lightweight bout between – I'm sorry, a welterweight bout between Johnny Hendricks and Matt Brown. Oh, man, I'm excited about this fight. Big rig back in action. But sadly, I'm going to need to see some knockout power. Johnny Hendricks hasn't showed up in five fights that I used to love. I'm going with Matt, the immortal Brown. I think he's hungry. I think he's going to surprise some people. Okay, okay. Uh, John, let's go over to you. 15 on the clock, please. All right. Uh, hasn't been the same in about five fights, and that's probably when he got on the Dolce diet, which he is now off of. So uh, I think he's got his big rig power, and I'm going to go with Hendricks on this okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, like, do you guys feel that this is going to be one of those great, great uh, kind of bouts? Because I feel there's going to be explosive action coming from Matt Brown, and Johnny Hendricks is certainly capable of it. But what do you do to a man who feels like he won his last fight in a way – 
that he lost his championship belt, does he come out crazier? What What is the Johnny Hendricks we see? Kevin? I hope it's a little crazier. I hope he's got some fire. It'd be nice to see him. We miss him. He was a fun fighter, but we just haven't seen him. And maybe that's because he doesn't exist anymore. And when that fighter's gone and he keeps searching for the decision, Matt Brown's a bruiser. I don't think Matt Brown's looking for it. I think he's going to okay. try and finish the fight. Okay, and i got to ask you this, John. Do you feel mm. that coming back from injury is any kind of problem for Matt Brown in this situation? Um, I, I didn't even know that he was injured. What's what, what oh was, my God. Uh, what do you know, thing, John? The last thing Jeez. I heard about him, he was beating up his jujitsu coach. That's, that's what I know about <laughs> Matt Brown. Is it, are you going to, maybe if they put jujitsu coach on like a, like a name tag or something like that and put it on Hendrix, maybe then he'd beat him, but not until then. For the love of God, John. <sighs> John is the only person who comes on over under Kevin to get his news. Hmm. It's 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 fascinating what you may learn. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> the things you miss. A wealth of information. That's... <laughs> Talking slowly. Yeah, there's a lot mm. going on. <laughs> <laughs> the John listening mm, is also the best. <laughs> it's so funny. You can tell how much hatred is in that one. Hmm. Uh, let's go to our next fight. John, do you know who this is? Do you do you know who Carla Esparza is? Yes, I actually watched that season of The Ultimate Fighter, and that's the only way that anyone would know who she is because they did not have this in the UFC unless you were a big, I don't know, hook and shoot uh, or what, what was the uh, that was really old school what was the the one that UFC just recently bought the Invicta Invicta yes unless you're a big fan of those two things you probably would not know her which is unfortunate there's some really good female fighters out there and uh, yeah you're certainly cool making they're... a case for them John so who yeah, do you think UFC. is going to win between Carlos Barza and Joanna I'm pretty sure her name is actually just a giant typo that they've never fixed uh, but with more consonants yes I don't know who that one is but she has zero losses but Carla is ranked number one at the weight class, so I'm going to go with Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Safe pick. Kevin, who do you have on this one? Do you have Carla Esparza? Carla is actually the Joanna champion. Joanna Jedrzejczyk, by the way, is the number one contender. She's 8-0 for a reason. She's going to win tomorrow. And that's who I'm going with. I'm going with Joanna Alphabets, baby. And I think that should be her nickname. Joanna Alphabets Jedrzejczyk. Perfect. Okay. I'm on fire tonight. He is. He's actually on fire. Mm, no. No. Kevin, put it away. It's not helping you. As much as you think it is, it's Let not. Let the dragon burn, baby. Oh my god, John. <laughs> what a well, guys, I'm sorry. I have to do my inhaler. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll hyperventilate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I think we exhausted the amount of knowledge we know on those. We're down to the last two fights. I will remind you guys again, a wager is coming up very shortly. John, do you have kind of an area that you want to take, Kevin, in terms of a wager this time? Um, I, You know, I, I just try to not think about Kevin okay. as much as possible. But, uh, you know, there, a, there's a, a, there's a whole... There's a whole inhaler thing going on. Maybe we can work something like that in there. I don't know. 
I'm sure that's going to make uh, an appearance at your wedding. I'm sure. Okay. Well, better not. Not in my fucking <laughs> moment of looking around and seeing Kevin and going, hey, hey, Kev, take your inhaler somewhere else, all right? Oh, yeah. It's a, Kev- it's a party. <laughs> it's a classy country club, you asshole. Let's go it's to our next part, which is going to be, Kevin, lead us off on this one. It's a heavyweight bout. Jared, Raw Shark Test versus Josh Copeland. Sure, it's a heavyweight bout, Raph. You're sure it's not some sort of other weight bout? <laughs> That's a joke if you can see the picture. I'm going with Josh Copeland. Anyone smiling that creepily deserves my pick. 9-1 KO power always brings 245 pounds to the uh, cage. Uh, well, Kevin also usually brings about 245 pounds to a cage. Do you feel that he's sticking oh, together no. with a creeper? Uh, that he's just keeping his keep creepy brother brethren in. I'll ask you this, John. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Who do you have in this fight? Kevin. <laughs> Kevin is not fighting. Uh, that's that's debatable. It's not. He can make the weight class. I guarantee you, he can. But call me in, fighting. coach. <laughs> Kevin versus emphysema. Go. I'll. Eat a fucking jar of tomatoes. Whatever I need to do. Let's get up there. That's, What's got a lot of weight? It's not Peaches? A jar of steak, tomatoes? Bring it on. Really? Is that... I'm fighting. What? Yep. So let him, with a let lot him of live. Water. Let him okay. do his thing, I need John. something with a lot of water. Maybe apples? You know what I'm saying. John, I'm mm. going to need a pick from you in two words. Go. Jared Rosholt. All right. I like that. Gentlemen, we are at our final bout of the evening. It is a championship bout between one of the most exciting fighters in the world and a guy named Rafael. So I I personally am torn here. I don't know where to go because Anthony Pettis is amazing, but then you got a guy named Rafael. So, John, I've got to start you off. You've got 20 seconds to tell us who you think is going to win this fight. Go. Oh, man. Pettis, amazing striker. Rafael. Well, I mean, Rafael. And then Dos Anjos, is that that two years? He is exactly two years old, yes. Mm. Two-year-old Raph for the win. (laughs) Two-year-old Raph for the win. All right, Kevin, what do you have on this one? You know I've had some feelings for a while (laughs) for Anthony Showtime Pettis. Uh, Yes, that the court has told you you cannot act upon. Mm. It started as, like, just butterflies, but it's blossomed into something real. And, like, his striking jujitsu submission wrestling pressure game, it's grown into art. Okay. It's like a He's Daniel Steele novel. Thank you. Yeah. Kevin on the side actually makes money, mostly just by penning uh, really, really uh, dirty novels. Kevin, what's your, your pen name again? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I should say it. No, oh, please do. Tell everybody. Stickly wet. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's hottest club is Stickly Wets. Nope. It has everything. What does it have, Kevin? I'm no, no, no more, no more of that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was magic the first time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just torn here. Uh, Anthony Pettis is such a great, great presence in the UFC. This may be one of the few times that I don't 
root for Rafael, but I'm torn. I don't know Raph, where to go on this Raph, one. what are you saying? What I don't know, saying? John. I don't know. I don't know what, what I'm saying? saying. Toddler you versus <laughs> Anthony Pettis? Toddler. I mean, come on. But like, let's be real. I'm getting married on a day when there's a Rafael fighting and an Esparza mm. fighting. This is a very, very... But Raph, you, you know history is very clear. What's that? That, it, that Raphael will win. Just based on this, normally, I Normally, that's what I'm saying. But you all, you've you seen Anthony Showtime Pettis. I like Anthony a lot. He's a great, great fighter. I Actually, I want him to continue winning. I think he's a great presence for the UFC. So here's the good news. I'm not going to be able to watch it. So I guess we'll be able to figure out if me watching Raphael has any oh. more of a help to said Raphael's. Um, so... I don't know. We'll, we'll discover more. Lot. Kevin, what is your one task at my wedding? My one task is to keep you updated on how the fights are going. That is correct. That is the one task we have given Kevin. So at any given time, he's going to be keeping me informed of what's going on because the three of us will be at my wedding. So I apologize for not watching these fights with you guys and keeping you from watching them. But also you're getting delicious food. So let's talk a couple things, guys. Let's talk about who's going to have the performances of the night and the fight of the night. <laughs> John, let's start with you. Performance of the night. There's two of them. They give out two performances of the night. I'm just going to tell you before you Wait, ask they give, me if they, they do that. They do yep. two? God damn it. Shut up, John. What? Shut up so hard. It did. Is that like a new thing? or They've been doing it for about a year now. Hmm. Wait, that, so, okay. Yeah. What's the... Oh, okay. No. All right. All right. <laughs> This is, you know, I, I learn a lot here. This is, uh, it's, it's uh, school of hard knocks. So um, I'm going to say performance of the night is going to be Anthony Pettis okay. with his amazing striking. Okay. And uh, fight of the night is going to be Hendricks versus Brown because that okay. could be a slugfest. Great. And then we also have one more performance of the night that they usually give out. So do you have anybody else that? is going to get like individual recognition who you think may have a good fight kevin Ke- oh no no kevin is mm-hmm. not fighting we've been over this again mm-hmm. every day he kind of is a little bit <laughs> he is fighting a lot of adversity in his life mm-hmm. i will give mm-hmm. you that but he is not fighting in the ufc card is there a secondary fighter remember the last time this happened it came down to tiebreakers oh, so it doesn't right. matter this is important this is performance, right? The two performances? Two performances of the night, yes. Okay, so one's going to be Pettis, and the other one is going to be... Esparza. Carla Esparza? Okay, we can go with that. Kevin, who do you have over all this? Carla, sure, whatever. (laughs) Yes, get a performance of the night for getting married. Mm -hmm. It's It will be. Performance of the night, Pettis and Dos Anjos. Fight of the night. Wait, that's performance. He's going of- to go oh. to Nelson Overeem. Performance of the night. Wait, what? Okay. What? Wait, you said performance of the night. Pettis. Dos Anjos. Pettis is going to get the performance of the night. Oh, so all right. Nelson Overeem is going to be fight of the night. Mm-hmm. And other Pettis is going to get the other performance of the night interesting can i pose this theory you guys can i put this out there what if the two people who win performances of the night are rafael and esparza 
<laughs> You'll know your marriage is very No, no, no. Don't put any of that on me. I don't need any, any Kevin. I'm just saying. Any of your insight on that one. Let's not, let's not put voodoo curses on that. Um, well, let me just say this real quick, you guys. I'm excited for you both to be at my wedding. But I think I'm even more excited at the possibility of there being a bet being fulfilled at my wedding. So, John, you're always the guest. We defer to you. Do you have a bet idea? A bet idea. Mm-hmm. A wager. If, if well, what, what time will the ceremony be taking place exactly? Are these fights going to be over? Or so, like, <laughs> I, I need to know. Paint the picture for me, Raph. I know. John yeah. is asking questions yet again. Here's what's mm-hmm. going on. The fights have never changed. The fights okay. will be over by uh-huh. approximately 9, 9.30. So uh-huh. you guys probably, you know, dinner. Maybe there's a little bit of dancing now happening. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're about, I think. It may end up, for, you know, early. Sometimes a UFC has ended as early as like 8.30. Um, but it could go all the way to 10. So that's, that's kind of our, our time barometers there. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. So Kevin will be completely unconscious by the time it's over. <laughs> it's very likely. Yes. Hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to make a bet with a completely unaware person. So, uh, man, I don't know. I, I, I will defer to Kevin and see if, do you, do you think of anything that's just... I do have an idea that will work at the wedding. Well, wait. Okay. Before we get to that, I just want to have the record show. Mm-hmm. Performance of the night, as, as voiced by Kevin, mm-hmm. Anthony Pettis, and his brother, Sergio. Yes. Each one, respectively, for yes. performance of the night. Yes. I think that officially makes Kevin... A Pettis file. I, I just want the record to reflect. Oh, and John is swinging from the fences with his best joke because he knows he's losing. Here he comes out of the gates. Don't be distracted, fans. I did it. You know what <laughs> this is. This is a Hail Mary. <laughs> I did it. Uh, so is there a pool at the hotel, Raph? Uh, uh, there is. Okay. At some point... Either before or after the wedding. Obviously, I'm voting for after, but I'm amenable to understand that there's a, you know. Um, I guess I guess John might not be staying there. I hadn't he thought about that. He's not staying there. So, what about <laughs> the loser has to do a 40-ounce icing in the winner's honor? So, like a personal toast to their greatness and then do a big icing. Well, I definitely put a no uh, icing clause in my my alcohol. Uh, oh, that's lighter. right. You did put the uh, so the pool thing was the other idea I had, which was going to be like that they had to uh, jump in the pool after. Like, first of all, you had to like admit that you were terrible. And then you, I could like throw John in the pool, or he could throw me. You know, but like sure. a judo type toss. Yes, yes. Mm. I I think that's a great idea. Be, might not be staying. The hard part is I feel it would be done when you're both drinking, and that would be terrible. Let me propose this for the both of you guys. Okay. Raf does not want a, a, a dead Kevin at his. No, no. (laughs) Like I would get so many complaints from so many people. Uh, And then a lot of thank yous, though. 
a lot of yeah, but a night still, there's you'd an remember yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. A night you'd remember. So let me say this. I'll put this out there because you're both at my wedding and I think it might be fun if when we get the final tally, there is a dance floor. So I think the loser has to have themselves be the center of the dance floor for 30 seconds. What do you guys think of that? Like people step on you? No, 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 no. You're not the dance floor, Mm. but that you have to dance Mm -hmm. and have yourself recorded. See, this is Esparza. We shouldn't let him... Have you seen? Have you seen his moves? Have you seen his? Oh, moves? I'm not involved. I have nothing to do with. He can't. I, I know, but this. that's why he's. But this is his thing. This is <laughs> this he is has. He has ethnicity in him. <laughs> we don't even understand that, Kevin. It's he. He can move his hips in a way that I've <laughs> not even seen in jujitsu. It's unreal that's uh, true i actually so his... i can't translate the ability to move <laughs> my hips into jiu-jitsu as well as i can do on the dance floor but let me tell you this john what if you were to do the worm what if you were to do just guard? you know a pop and lock <laughs> yes guard that's mm. so great john's definition of dancing is just break falling mm-hmm. and doing sprawls. the worm guard mm-hmm. <laughs> So I don't know. Kevin seems to be into it. If you have a different counter, John, I'm all open to it. I like the idea that you guys are at the same place, same time. So I'm. So we're thinking dancing. We're putting a button on dancing with an asterisk with for John's attitude. We're just waiting to yes. get John's subtle yes. agreement. Oh, yes. I will bring my attitude. Oh well, I think John has answered the question for us, everybody. So I guess that's going to be the wager. Um, gentlemen, uh, on a personal note, I'd like to say I'm very excited both of you are going to be at the wedding. I think it's going to be a lot I'm of fun. Im- I'm impressed with you for making the we- for offering the wedding up as an event to you <laughs> to use podcast betting. It's very – uh, you. <laughs> it's very you. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I'm ready for some L.A. weather. I'm ready for it. Oh, it's been terrible. John, how bad was it today out? It was it was actually pretty hot out. I was um, I was it was like I'm like damn it's gonna be spring soon and it is like 85 <laughs> or something. I had to wear shirts. Mm-hmm. So I mean, get ready to suffer. That's yep, all I'm saying. And uh, John has very nicely offered up his place, so we'll be trading over at his place, which is again, John. It's called. It is the Breakdown Academy. So BJJBreakdown.com. Breakdown Academy. I had to sing it a little bit. It's you know, it's, it's okay. that good. It, it's that good. It helps. You know, it's song right. and dance is going to be an important aspect of whoever loses the bet. So it's good to to be able to connect yourself with music. I'm just saying, uh, John. It's it's a blast. I look forward to seeing you uh, at the wedding. Kevin, obviously, is extending his well wishes to you, right, Kevin? Absolutely. Can't wait to train there. Yeah. No, it'll be awesome. Yeah, no, John, you have my full invited attention. <laughs> well, John Evans, thank you so much for popping in and for not only being the first person to do over under Kevin twice, but also number making two. the very exclusive number two exclusive number two. exclusive ten timers club. This is John's tenth time on the podcast. Everybody, does somebody want to make a like a yay woo. or a woo sound? Okay, there. We go. Dude, that's insane. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, you know? We don't just let anybody show up here. Great stuff, John. Mm. 
There you go. That was lovely. Well, good. That was some good playoff music. Ladies and gentlemen, John Evans. John. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, all right, cut it. What a podcast, Rafa's part. Big thanks to John Evans, obviously. Big thanks to John Robles. I just realized it was a John-only podcast tonight, which I love. Mm. Do you feel that, uh, that John is maybe one of your greatest challenges ever? I I just feel like I was put on Earth to combat his uh, boring niceness, mm. and I take that seriously. You know, I don't want to I don't want to disappoint people if they're expecting me to to bring a certain genesis excitement. I will say you are very good at disappointing people. So I don't know about the second part of that sentence, but I definitely heard the first part. <laughs> Well, good. Uh, we are wrapping up and headed to L.A. This is a good time to announce we are taking a little breaksies. Yay, break. Yay, breaks are good. We're going to take a month off. We're going to throw out some of our favorite former content. This is the first time we've done one of these little um, brief refreshers to mm-hmm. both breathe and celebrate the union of you know, a joyous two lives as you <laughs> marry. I won't mm-hmm. say things like that this weekend. I'll get Please people don't. out of the podcast right now. Yep. You're absolutely welcome. Um, so we're just going to take a little break, Cs, and, you know, we'll be on the social medias. We'll see you there. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're just not going to do a podcast for a month because let's be real, guys. Once the wedding happens, I fully expect to lay on my couch in a coma for a week. And then uh, remember what the hell I did, like, before all of this talk about wedding happened. So I'm very much looking forward to that. There's a lot of Netflix I've heard is great. So I'd love to see part of that. <laughs> People keep talking about this Kimmy Schmidt, and I'm like, guys, I, the, no. Shut I don't have time. I'm busy. I, I want yeah, I to. to I snuck in two episodes, but that was to get myself thinking of right something now I'm else. I'm the unbreakable Rafa Sparza. So That's fuck right. Off, I gotta get married. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to that. We'll still be around. We'll we'll get you guys to hopefully listen in on some old episodes that you you loved because uh, yeah, why not? And then uh, we'll return as the podcast you know and love in a month's time, guys. So don't fret. We're not going away. We're just saying we're gonna go see other people for a little while. And I would like to shout out BJJM Academy. Had some great training. Got to teach a few classes. Uh, stole some tips from some people we've had on this podcast to do a little teaching, which is always great when uh, the community gives back a little bit. Really fun. I am, of course, stoked because Pan Ames is coming up. Andrew's headed out to referee, by the way, Raph. Stoked to hear about how that goes. But that's Andrew over at BJJ Finder. Check it out as you're traveling. And, of course, you are in there 10,000 schools of doing jiu-jitsu now. BJJ Finder will help you find the one that works with you. I was also on the You, Me, Them, Everybody podcast talking about MMA, talking verbal tap, had a really good time inform some people and afterwards uh had somebody come up that trains over at 50 50 with ryan hall who was like oh man i want to talk to you and some good questions so like three to seven mma fans emerged from this really 
fun, crazy entertainment podcast. It's awesome. So thanks to them. Check it out. And that's going to do it for me, Raph. Uh, let's go ahead and start by saying Valley Martial Arts Center. Shout out to you guys. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys more again. Uh, I haven't been able to go as much as I'd like to, mostly because wedding stuff. And anytime I thought that I, I had like a clear moment to go, you forget you have like 9 billion things to put together. So, so stoked to be able to go back there and train. But every time I've had the opportunity to go there, the good folks over at Valley Martial Arts Center have been good in keeping my sanity in check and making sure I have a great time staying in shape and I can fit into my suit. So thank you guys. I really appreciate that. Uh, let's go ahead and shout out everybody who is coming to the wedding, including people like Kevin. I'm so stoked. It, it, it's really like uh, a great moment to really have all of your friends. And I just want to thank everybody for their time and and say we're so glad that we'll be able to see you guys and celebrate. It's going to be a really good time. We're going to keep things really, really fun and, and lively. So uh, to everybody who's doing stuff for the wedding, thank you guys. I'll, I'm sure I'll bring all of the mentions when we come back in a month. We'll have tons of things. And if uh, it breaks bad and I'm no longer friends with some of the people, we're just not going to thank them. So, yeah, we'll go there. <laughs> and I, I got to say, I'm really excited to, to see everybody. I'm excited to see Kevin. It's going to be great. Kevin, uh, some of you may or may not know, he's actually going to be standing up in my wedding. So Woo! very excited to have him do that. Um, the, the concept is to have him standing up, but I don't know if after he rolls with John, he'll be able to. So we're all hoping. We're all we're all watching with bated anticipation as we go through that. So, uh, like I said, guys, when uh, we come back from vacation, we will we will hit the ground running again. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back soon. That's gonna do it for us at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Finally, a break. So sick of you, this podcast, and well, I'm not sick of the wedding. Everything else, sick of it. Oh, did I tell you I I changed your steak option to tofu? So, oh, fuck you.